Hi, I'm Rob Wolf, Director of Communications at the Center for Court Innovation. Today we're talking about supervised visitation with two experts from the New York Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Children, an organization that I was fascinated to learn is over 140 years old and was the first child protection agency in the world. Today, the New York Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Children offers and promotes programs aimed at the prevention of child maltreatment and the lessening of its harmful effects. And with me today from the Society are the Director of Government Relations and Administration, Steve Forrester, and the Director of Clinical Services, Kathy Lotzos. Welcome to the Center for Court Innovations offices and our new Thinking Podcast. Thank you for having us, Rob. Today we're focused on supervised visitation, and for anyone who perhaps isn't familiar with the term, I was hoping maybe one of you could explain exactly what supervised visitation in its most basic form refers to. Supervised visitation is a service that is provided for children and their families to safely meet. Most often, supervised visitation is mandated by the courts when there are histories of domestic violence or histories of child abuse or neglect, and where the judge has determined that in order for that child to safely meet with their parent, some supervision is necessary. So supervised visitation is sometimes used in child welfare cases and and sometimes in domestic violence cases. So we're going to focus today mostly on the domestic violence side of things. Do you have a sense or could you tell me what percentage of the supervised visitation cases you handle grow out of domestic violence situations? At any given time in our program, we have typically between 65 and 80 percent of our cases that have some history of domestic violence. So in that case, safety is really important. Yes. And I understand that you put a lot of thought into what those safety features are that maybe some other programs don't have. Could you explain how you've enhanced safety during these supervised visits? Sure. I can tell you three specific ways that we enhance safety in our particular program. Firstly, we have two levels of security in our program. We have in the lobby of our building, which is in Lower Manhattan, building security to identify people when they come into the building. When they're identified, they come up to our floor into our program, and then they meet our own employed, trained security guard who has a New York State security guard license, and then who uses a handheld metal detector to check both parents for anything that is a weapon or that could be used as a weapon. Secondly, we have our physical plant structured to enhance safety for people who are visiting. We have it set up where parents who oftentimes are operating under an order of protection and are not permitted to see each other, separated so they never encounter each other on our floor. And then finally, the way we stagger these procedures in the program, visiting parents are required to come 15 minutes before the visit begins. When the visit ends, they're required to stay behind and leave 15 minutes after the custodial parent leaves with the child, so ensuring that there's never inappropriate contact between parents. So your supervised visitation program has some other unique features that make it therapeutic. I wondered if you could explain how a therapeutic supervised visit differs from a standard supervised visit. Absolutely. We utilize what we call a parent coaching model. So essentially, we're meeting with visiting parents before and after each visit to plan for that visit. So that means a few things. Where there's histories of domestic violence, we're wanting to understand how the child may have been exposed to that violence and then work on things that might resonate with the child. So we're really working on a few things. One is strengthening parenting skills. We also want to enhance the relationship between the child and the parent. And we're really working to create not only safe spaces, but really rebuilding connection. 
And I understand that there's some additional services that you provide. So one of the additional services that we provide to all visiting parents is a parent education class. And the thinking is that they can then acquire that knowledge and then apply it and practice it during the visitation process. People who are supervising the visits, how are they trained? All of our visit supervisors are master's level clinicians and or master's level interns in training to become clinicians. So typically it's social workers, licensed mental health counselors, and then occasionally a licensed creative arts therapist. And I also understand you administer some kind of questionnaire before and after to the non-custodial parent. What purpose does that serve? So there's a few things that we do. We have quite a thorough intake process. We spend with both custodial and non-custodial parties, two sessions, and spend time with the child to really build relationship, work on collaborating, on creating goals for the visitation so it's not just imposed by the visit supervisors, but created in collaboration with the individual needs of that family. In addition to that, we will administer what we call the Adult Adolescent Parenting Inventory, which gives us a baseline of where that parent's beliefs are about parenting. And then 12 weeks later, we re-administer that to see if the interventions have shifted those beliefs at all. You also work closely with the custodial parent. The work with the custodial parent is an important piece of the work, especially where there's histories of violence. If the custodial parent is the person who is the survivor of violence, they may be coming in with certain symptoms, reactions um, to that history of violence. So we're really wanting to make sure that they're feeling safe. So some of the work might be as simple and straightforward as safety planning. Uh, some other pieces are how to remain child-centered in the face of you have to bring a child to a visit maybe with the person who perpetrated violence against you. That is a loaded thing. And so wanting to both safety plan while at the same time balancing that against ensuring that they're preparing that child for that visit. Your organization obviously has to collaborate with the courts and I wonder how you get your referrals or you know communicate in terms of providing feedback on the results of the supervised visits. We very much are sensitive to the fact that there is this court process going on which needs to inform the work that we do. We'll prepare summary reports and they're quite detailed. Uh, we'll talk about the interaction between the child and the parent during the visits and we'll of course uh, include in the reports any issues of concern that were raised during the visitation process. One more, I think, important point to make is that um, the NYSPCC is a member of the International Supervised Visitation Network. That's an organization of uh, supervised visitation providers throughout the United States and in other countries. The network has issued guidelines and standards of practice. Vis-a-vis -vis communication with the court, one thing the standards require us not to do is to make a recommendation regarding whether visitation should be unsupervised or there should be some other change in the visitation arrangement. And the reason for that is, in a, in a supervised visitation program, the clinicians are seeing the parents and the child in, an, in a setting which is, in some ways, it's artificial, and it really can't predict how the parent will behave with the child outside of the four walls of the visitation program. So we're very, very careful not to go into the area of making recommendations that are not appropriate to make to the court. And can you tell me a little bit about your collaboration with the Brooklyn Integrated Domestic Violence Court? And for listeners who maybe don't know what an integrated domestic violence court is, that's a court that works with families who have cases in multiple parts of the 
New York state court system. So they could have a criminal case. Well, they have to have a criminal case, but they also have a some sort of civil case as well, maybe a, a family court case, or they could have a matrimonial case. The Brooklyn Integrated Domestic Violence Court approached us and asked us if, they would, if we would be willing to collaborate as an agency that they would refer cases that were in their court that could benefit from therapeutic supervised visitation where the presence of domestic violence prevented you know, a parent from seeing the child in an unsupervised setting. And we're very proud of the fact that when the court reached out to us, they said when we had this opportunity to collaborate with the program, the only program we thought about and the one we wanted was you guys. So we were very pleased and we thank the folks at the Brooklyn IDV court for that nice gold star on our reputation. So we met with the personnel from the court. We met with the, the two IDV judges, Judges Morgenstern and Henry. We met with their staffs. We, we initially met in the courthouse, and then we had the court folks come and visit our program and see the physical setup and got to know each other. And right now, as we speak, the cases um, from the Brooklyn IDV court are being serviced in our program. We get regular referrals from them, but we, we are always open to take referrals from the courts. I must say our program is in great demand, and this supervised visitation services, especially those like ours, which are free. We don't charge the families any fees for our services, so we have to find funding to operate a program of this high quality at this level. Oftentimes, we have to place families on a waiting list, and that can be three, four months, or sometimes even more. That's something that the system needs to do a better job at. The courts, government, private agencies, foundations, funders need to really think long and hard about really ensuring that these types of programs do receive the financial support they need because they are so desperately needed. And many, many families who are involved in the court system just don't have the financial means to pay for these services. And it's unfair to them, it's unfair to their children to have to wait four or five months to see each other. And if someone were interested in implementing some of the safety procedures or the therapeutic supervised visitation program, what resources should they turn to? So there's a couple of things I would say about that. One is the Supervised Visitation Network is a really phenomenal resource for providers that are wanting to begin programs. We have, as part of the SVN, we have created standards for practice in the, in the supervised visitation field, and we have recently developed 24-hour training curriculum as foundational training for any new provider. So that's a great starting point. And we also do training at the NYSPCC. And the training that we do in supervised visitation, as we do for other of our programs, is under the uh, umbrella of our training institute. And so people who are interested in seeing what training opportunities we have available can visit our website, nyspcc.org, and click on Training Institute and see a variety of wonderful offerings we have, including those for supervised visitation. So thank you so much. I've really enjoyed speaking to you both on our New Thinking podcast. I've been talking to Catherine Lutzos and Steve Forrester. Catherine is the Director of Clinical Services, and Steve is the Director of of Government Relations and Administration at the New York Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Children. Thank, Thank you. you, Robert. I'm Rob Wolf, Director of Communications at the Center for Court Innovation. To listen to more podcasts, you can visit our website at www.courtinnovation.org. You can also subscribe on iTunes. Feel free to leave a review there if you want, if you've been liking what you've been hearing. And thank you very much for listening.